0: Welcome, welcome back to Melanin Teen Therapy. This is your host, Taylor Richards. And this is just a little side note to say, please book raw reads. Raw Reads is an amazing, amazing, again, amazing psychic reader. Um, and it's me. Like I am the psychic reader, so why wouldn't you want a psychic reading for me? Um, yeah, so tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And follow my page on Instagram at rawreads underscore. And again, tell a friend to tell a friend that Taylor Richards Melanatine Therapy is a psych reading. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to Melanatine Therapy. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hello, hello, hello. We're back with another episode of Melanatine Therapy. And this is your host, Taylor Richards. And today, we are talking about something that's not really brought upon the Black community. Not only the Black community, but just human beings in general, to be honest. Um, but since we are talking about melanin team therapy, we're talking about conquering emotional receptivity, um, mental receptivity, um, and this one hit really hard i was trying to figure out you know what should i talk about for this week episode i didn't do anything last week because i was on vacation um you know trying to relax you know things like that but it took me a while to understand okay so what should i What i mean what should i make a podcast about of course you know how it is with me y'all like it takes a while for me to figure out what I want to talk about that's that's really going to catch y'all attention and not only y'all but mine um especially that connects to me in the most deepest way as y'all can hear in the background I am listening to a sacral um frequency so yeah um sacral plexus I mean sacral plexus yeah sacral plexus (laughs) Y'all, it is 1 o'clock in the morning, so if I start talking, like, out the ass about shit that's not related to this, it's because I'm sleepy. Um, But, yeah, y'all, it's a lot is going on, and I can't wait to update you guys. I'm just really excited to share all that I have for you, and thank you so much for 2.8K. Yes, 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 2.8K um and i'm ready to hit 3k with you guys hopefully by the end of the year nine times out of ten it's going to be by the end of this year uh so yeah let's go ahead and get into the episode we're talking about will willingness honoring the will okay and i just want to start this episode by saying life is a divine game but is your move Life is a divine game, but it is your move. All right, let's start. So, you know me. I'm going to start from the book, One Day My Soul Just Opened Up. And like I said, this this book has carried me through a lot of, or just the peak of my journeys, like the peak moments, the peak um, memories, whatever you want to call it within my journey so far and life is just a journey in general so this book has helped me with a lot and I'd say that I'm almost finished with it and I'm kind of sad this is my mom's book too so I have to return it and I'm kind of sad but nine times out of ten I'm just gonna buy my own um so yeah um we're working with willingness it is a state of mental and emotional receptivity The will is the controlling and directive faculty of the mind that determines consciousness and character. Willingness is a state of consciousness that allows the mental fuck, I mean, faculty. (laughs) See, that's what I'm talking about. It's too late for this shit. Mental faculty. (laughs) Oh my God. Faculty to be confused with the will of the divine. Okay. And you know me, I'm not going to read the whole page. I'm going to read points that really stood out to me. Um, So I'm going to start with the first point. And basically, it starts the whole, cha- well, this chapter itself, willingness started with understanding that we're, we as a human, we as a human collective, have a bunch of shit that we do not want to do. And not because, well, sometimes. Sometimes it's because we just really don't want to do it. You know, do it like we procrastinate a lot. And we know exactly what to do and how to do it and how to implement it, et cetera. Et cetera. But we're not willing to do it. And whether it's because it's fearful, whether it's because it's going to confront something that we're not ready to deal with you know the options go on and on and the one thing that really stood out to me in the first paragraph it says i know what to do but i was not always willing to do it more often than not i was afraid of the outcome and this that sentence or those sentences stood out to me because there has been plenty 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 of moments in my life so far where I felt like I'm not willing to do it because I'm just scared, bro. Like, I'm really scared of how this is going to turn out. And the main one that stood out to me most in my memories is being a reader and doing this podcast. If anything, being a reader. Because I came in the game blindfolded like a motherfucker. Like, I didn't know shit about being a reader. I literally looked up YouTube videos, Shanetta Shout out to her. Um, she was the first person that I looked at when it came to tarot. And I didn't even do that shit every day. Like, I just looked at it when I had certain moments in my life where I felt like I really needed... You know, other people, another person's opinion, because, of course, I was biased during the beginning of my journey, which was which started, um I want to say last year, if not 2020. And I realized, like, yo, this shit really helps, especially someone who actually wants to help someone who is willing to help just from the goodness in their purest the purity of their heart like she does this shit because she loves doing it and little did I know I, this was something I was going to be doing too and honestly I started with palm reading because it was just something that interested me not something I wanted to make money in or something that I thought as a profession etc etc and Like I said, I was already into the outer spiritual stuff and I was doing inner spiritual stuff, too. So for my birthday, I decided to take a retreat by myself, which did not end up being something by myself. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad he came with me, my brother. Long story short, I met y'all know this story. I met a psychic and she was a palm reader, which was so freaking mind-blowing to me because I was like, huh, because this is something that I'm learning or this is something that I want to learn in the future, um, and she, as soon, like, you ever met somebody and you, like, something, something's about you, I don't know if it's good or bad, I don't know, but, uh, as soon as I knocked on the person's door for me to, like, be escorted to my, um, little tiny house because I stayed in a tiny house she started like you know how older people older women they start rubbing their hands and stuff when they meet you I don't it's sometimes that's a good or a bad thing but she rubbed her hands and I don't know she just some she gave me this vibe she gave me this energy that made me seem that made it seem like I'm gonna remember this trip forever and I did I am literally so long story short it was the next day when we got into like the spiritual stuff the magic and all that stuff and she was like let me see your hand and next thing you know she's telling me about myself and she's like you have the mark I was like what do you mean I think her name was Fatima if I'm not mistaken but very lovely woman very lovely girl. she was Muslim um uh long so yeah she was like you have the mark and I was like what are you talking about she was like you're psychic I was like what like what are you talking about I don't know what you mean how am I psychic I don't even know like me being me and still being ignorant at the time I just thought being psychic just meant like Oh, I know what the color of your underwear is. I, like, you know, like, little stuff like that. Like, you know, of course, when you tell somebody you're psychic, they're okay, what I'm thinking right now. Like, dumb shit like that. That shit makes me so mad. But, you know, I, I never really thought I would ever hear those words a day in my life. Like, I never, ever thought I would be listening to that shit or hearing that. And, um... So moving forward, being a reader, I was afraid of how that would be. And y'all, the so much support and love I've gotten from doing readings and just being a reader in general, like the light that comes in people's eyes when I tell them or it's going to be the opposite, the darkness or the shunning like people would never, ever talk to me again or they will love to talk to me forever. Like it really just depends. And I'm still afraid to tell people, you know, what I do because you're either going to get a good or a bad. But I had to realize like I had I'm actually still learning how to tell people like I'm not going to just throw it in there. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a psychic reader like out the blue like you have to ease that shit in there because not everybody believes in that stuff not everybody believes in psychics not everybody believes in intuition not everybody believes in spiritual stuff people don't even you know there's people that don't believe in god you know and god brought me to that place on my birthday that was such a transformational year 19 was such a transformational year like it it shaped me into the person that I am today and yeah so anyway (sighs) being afraid of something that you being afraid in general really opened my eyes to new possibilities because I never understood what fear was in the first place. Fear was just brought upon me due to fixed and shown behavior. And I say that because when you're a kid, you don't know what fear is until somebody tells you to be scared of it, right? You don't know what fear is until someone tells you to not do something because they're scared of it. For the longest, a a prime example, for the longest, I did not like cats because my grandma liked cats. My friend had got a cat. No. Yeah, my friend had got a cat. And I was like, ew, cats. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That cat started getting close to me. I was like, what the heck? The cat is so cute. Like, I I love cats now. I think cats are really cool. So, (laughs) she doesn't like cats because they terrorize her shit. But that's another story. Anyway. So we have to learn and get out of that fixed behavior because of what somebody else said, like that's what the world is ran off by now. Like people, for example, politics, people are Democrats like another prime example. I was a Democrat because my parents were Democrat. To find out what the Democrats were and with the just the whole political party in general political parties in general i was like i don't like this i don't like politics this shit is lame and it's very useless but it, it's it helps but it doesn't help you know it's always negative it's never really fucking positive so um that's another story y'all anyway so moving forward just being afraid because of what somebody else said we have to learn to tap out of that and I learned like shit what the hell was I afraid of people not liking me people are not gonna like you regardless people are not gonna like you because you like a snake plant other than a pathos people are not gonna (laughs) like you because you don't like Victoria's Secret like it doesn't really matter people have their opinions and they're always gonna have their opinions no matter what but you have to be willing to take the risk To understand yourself more than what other, than under trying to understand somebody else before your own or before yourself. So, long story short, I was in resistance. I was resistance in knowing myself. I was in resistance in trying to experience anything new. I was in resistance to doing what we know or doing what I know must be done, is a derivative of fear that shit that's in the book that shit right there I was like wow that makes a lot of sense so it says cause I put it in my words but it does say resistance to doing what we know must be done is a derivative of fear fear is a tool of the ego fear cleverly disguised as a resistance supports unwillingness and that is such facts like fear and ego go so well and once i've started reading about certain once i started reading about fear um early on in 2020 during covid especially you know i find it so crazy how i stopped fearing about shit during the pandemic when they want you to be so, so, so fearful during the pandemic, right? You know, they wanted you to be the opposite because it's like, oh my God, people are sick, people are dying, people have viruses, people can do da da, people have da da da, you know? And me, on our other hand, I'm like, what the fuck am I scared for? If it's my time to be taken out, then it's my time to be taken out by this virus. But at the end of the day, what are we scared for? We all know this is a man-made man-made virus. So why are we feeling like, you know, like this ain't nothing new? Like we've been through this before. This is a timeline that we all have to be encountered by. This is something that happens every 10 fucking 20 years. So what are we... Where do we, you know, acting like this is new? This ain't, this shit ain't new. This shit is not new to us. So I don't know what type of program they got going on out there. Um, But, you know, we have to be willing to understand the ego is a tool and it's not something that needs to be used consistently. And fear can be disguised in so many ways like it is really like it's really like it can't really be disguised. I mean, it can't really be traced or known to what it is because of how many ways it can be disguised. For example, fear can be dis- disguised as trying to like for example, a prime example in my life, I feel kind of, I am, I'm not going to say I'm scared of being married. What I am towards marriage is on the verge of just trying to take my time with it. And I don't want it to be like any other marriage that I've ever seen. Because I have never, ever seen a healthy relationship a healthy marriage ever in my life. And it sounds so sad to say, but it's crazy, but it's true. I've never seen a healthy marriage. I've never seen a healthy relationship for real. Of course only on Instagram, on social media, on the internet, whoop de whoop. But and within my family, never. I have never seen one. And You know, I've never of course, I'm not going to see a perfect relationship, but a healthy relationship are totally two different things. So being fearful of marriage because knowing that this, this and the other can happen is like, oh, it's kind of going to it's going to close myself off. And I know my feelings are going to change because I'm for one, I'm young. Of course, I'm not trying to get married at fucking 20 or 21 um, I don't know when I want to get married and I don't and I'm not fearful of ever being married like that is something I conquered at a very young age because uh, because I've never seen a happy marriage right so it's like man if I never ever get married then oh well like I'm okay with being by myself I've been happy by myself or being with myself you know being alone for a long ass time and it doesn't have to deal with partnerships just just deals with me being the only child like I grew up the only child so of course I had friends of course I have family but at the end of the day I come home to myself I come home in my room in my bed to myself reflecting on the day by myself you know being on the phone cool whatever at the end of the day I hang up the phone I'm what by myself so I had to learn to be okay with that at a very young age And because I did, I was willing to understand that being alone is not bad. Being alone doesn't mean you're lonely, you know? And it changed me and it shaped me to the person that I am today. So that's why that is a perfect example of fear being disguised. Okay, so next page y'all I'm telling you this book is so good y'all like oh my gosh the wisdom in this book is really out of this world so now moving on to the next thing that really helped me or that stood out to me um you know she talks about the divine and if you know what the divine is it's just dealing with If you don't know what the divine is, I'm going to say that. If you don't know what the divine is, I advise you to look it up to understand it because it can be said in so many different ways. Um, The divine can be described as God. The divine can be described as synchronicity. The divine can be described as surrendering. The divine can be described in so many ways and disguised as so many ways. So just really on how you want to understand it. So she says, the divine merely asks us to be willing to do whatever is necessary to move into our own state of divinity, which means that we must develop wisdom, judgment, and courage through willingness. And judgment, there's good and bad, okay? There's not always bad judgment, um, but we have to do understand the differences. Of what's good and bad judgment. And I, me personally, I do feel like bad judgment is the same. Um, Well, he's white, so he's always the devil. You know? Not every white person is the devil. Not every white person is a bad person. Just like every black person is not a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Um, Good judgment is like, okay, should I... Should I spend money today knowing I got this bill due tomorrow type shit? You know what I'm saying? Um, You you judging your character, judging your character based off the different things and activities that you do for the betterment of you. That's the type of judgment she's talking about. And wisdom, me being me, me. like the wisdom I have is out of this world, to be honest, in my opinion, like I'm going to always stand on that. I've always been told my wisdom for my age is whew, huge. And you can, an old, older person, I'm not going to say older person, an older person can just tell just the way how I talk and how I carry myself. I'm not an average 20-year-old and I would never be an average 20-year-old ever because I carry myself different. I carry myself to the higher standard. I carry myself as a woman. I don't carry myself as a little girl or a lady i carry myself as a woman so with that being said um she talks about courage having courage is not easy okay like i said having the courage to make be a reader was so fucking hard bro and i'm just glad i started small i started with my family i don't know how long it took for me to like i said the shit happened so weird like i wanted to be a palm reader that's what it started off to be Then COVID happened. So you know how people feel about touching people and being within five feet of each other and, you know, shit like that, right? I always, like, why the fuck they say six feet? I never really understood that. But anyway, um, so not only that, like, I had to change my whole perspective. Like, okay, I still want to be in this business. I still want to do this. So how am I going to do it? And I don't really remember what got me into cards. I really don't. I wish I do. But all in all, having the courage to still do the business, but just in a different way, because, you know, just because a pandemic started doesn't mean it's going to stop my grind. I always started learning something new. I always kept the faith and I always kept a bigger picture and as long as I kept the bigger picture this shit the rest is history right the rest is what I make it and shit it's been amazing this journey has been so great being a reader um of course there's downs there's lows there's days you don't have people to read but I always take those days as a reflection of myself or for myself when i don't read people because when you read people all day every day you start thinking about their issues and me being an empath i start taking on other people issues and that's energetic sovereignty i can't do that so the divine lets me know off the rip okay girl you need a break from these people you need a break from doing these readings for these people because Where is your you time? Where is your you time and how are you going to be a reader to these people when you don't have the energy to or you don't have the courage to or you don't have the power to, et cetera, et cetera, right? You have to be willing to read people. You have to be in the best of, not the bestest energy, but you have to be in a great mood, a great energy to give off to these others so you don't give off negative energy and feedback. You know, it's a lot being a reader. And I had to learn that the hard way, unfortunately. And I had to keep shifting my thinking like this shit's not about the money. It's it's good to make the money. But if I could do free readings forever, I fucking would. But I will not because I do want to make some profit Um, to build on my readings. Of course, build on my readings and build on my business. I want to just I don't want to keep it at readings but that's another story y'all I'm not gonna yeah um I'm not gonna give y'all the tea on that I have to wait so um yeah giving the courage is the energy to stay is the energy to to build in love and I got that affirmation from one of my cards in my deck the life's journey deck if you're familiar with it I love you thank you so much for booking with me Um. So, yeah. Courageousness. Mm, I love that word. It just gives me fire. It gives me fire energy. But anyway, so moving forward, we talking about now we are talking about how she is daydreaming and she's speaking for herself, of course, and me being a Pisces, me being who I am, not even just a Pisces, but Me being who I am, I daydream a lot. I am in my head a lot. And I so try to stay present because present is the best gift, right? So with that being said, I'm going to just read what she was talking about and how she got to people pleasing as part of the ego. And that right there. mm. All right. So she says, as a rational thinking being, I daydream, I imagine. In these imaginative states, I would see and hear myself saying and doing things that I dread not do in my right mind, quote-unquote. This right mind, quote-unquote, was the people-pleasing part of my ego that cut willingness off at the knees. Mm-hmm. So, people-pleasing. mm, mm. Yes, that took a minute for me to get out of. And I'm still trying to understand how to not get over it, but just not look at it as people pleasing and look at it as service. Okay. Um, And that's just that's a journey within itself, to be honest. That's patience within itself. Trying to understand that, you know, stop doing shit for. Stop doing others. How do I... Nah, let me not say that. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. Pleasing others other before yourself. Pleasing others before yourself. Because you know it would make them happy. But if you're doing it to make them happy and not you happy, then what the hell are you doing it for? You know? We're not here to do that. We're not here to make other... We're not here to put others first before ourself i'm not saying we're not here to make people happy because that is what i do you know i make people happy with my readings i make people happy by doing this podcast i make people happy by being myself all in all behind those making people happy i'm happy doing the making people happy but if you're not happy by making people happy then that's people-pleasing. A prime example is understanding um, the first thing, school, shit. A lot of people are going to school because their parents told them to and not because they want to. Be honest with yourself. Yes, it's going to make your family proud, but are you proud of yourself for even getting into school or was that your parents' excitement? Are you happy to be in school or is that your family's happiness? You know, I had to be real with myself. Like, fuck, I do not like school. I'm not saying I don't like learning. I don't like the school environment. <laughs> I don't like it. And because we, as a young kid, as everybody is forced to go to school, to learn you know I'm not saying learning is bad that's not what I'm saying but the type of environment that it forces on us really fucks with your mind and I learned that of course going to school like going to college and college made me realize like shit you know it made me be okay with things I know my parents wouldn't be okay with like failing classes like fuck it I'm okay with that I'm okay with failing the class I tried my best But I failed it because I don't like the class, not because I was lazy or it could be because I was lazy, too. Sometimes it really depends on the damn subject. But, you know, I failed it because I didn't like the class. I didn't care for the class and I don't care for the content, not because I was just like, fuck it. I don't want to do the work. You know, it was never fuck it. I don't want to do the work. I'm always going to try to do the work. But at the end of the day, if I don't like this shit, I don't I'm not going to try as hard to be honest and that's what made me realize the type of person I am like I will only try hard for things that I really love and I will only try hard for things that I know is going to benefit me in the most in the most beneficial way you know if that makes sense of course it makes sense but you know having to be real with myself when it came to people-pleasing, I told my mom... Me and my mom had this conversation in a car. I was, She told me, she was like, I know you don't like school. And I was like, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you know I don't like school. She was like, but you... I'm proud of you for even making a sacrifice to doing something that you... To willing to do something that you know is going to benefit you in the long run. And I was like, exactly. That's the only reason why I'm going to school. Not because y'all made me do it, but because I know it requires more than me just doing this podcast to be a psychiatrist i mean to be a therapist or being in a psychiatrist field or a psychology field <coughs> excuse me something got in my throat um Ooh, but <laughs> yeah so i know it requires more it requires a lot to be in a psychology field, and it requires a lot of a lot of knowledge and a lot of people' skills, communication skills as well. So I was like, all right, I'll do it because I got to because I have to, not because y'all want me to. So moving forward, another thing that popped out to me she said, "We all need the courage in order to be willing to honor the divine in the face of our human challenges." willingness strengthens the connection between physical and spiritual Mm. yes it does yes yes it does and i say that firsthandingly because when i read self-realization i got this book well i got a couple of books from these monks that came to my school one day and it was so crazy like i was still in the process of my journey like my spiritual journey and they were about finding yourself it was about realizing who you are type of thing you know and when you're connecting the spiritual and the physical it can be freaking oh it can be freaking hard like it can be so hard and i'm currently like i'm not perfect and it, it look from the looks of me like if you ever talk to me in person if you ever spoke to me in person if you ever see me you can tell that you know I don't let a lot of shit get to me I don't and I do it by understanding the spiritual aspect my spiritual aspect because not everybody's is the same my spiritual aspect has helped me with And my spiritual aspects has helped me understand that life is not only what you make it, but how you create it, how you move, how you feel, how you think, everything, literally everything. So because that everything is so much and can be so overwhelming, I just learned that physically I can only do so much. I can only take on so much and I can only spiritually do so much you know like I want to try a lot of shit I want to try everything and everything when it comes to spiritual and God and divinity all that shit but I know that I can only do so much and I'm only going to take on what my body can handle what my mind can handle what I can emotionally handle what I can um, spiritually handle you know so that's why I say that connected or that connection is really strong next she says you you know to pray first you trust that the answer will come forth you act on what your heart tells you knowing the divine will always speak the truth directly into your heart you're feeling nature I'm still trying to understand that's one of the biggest things I'm trying to understand for me personally is that like what is my heart telling me and what is my intuition telling me instead of what my ego is wanting me to do and wanting me to feel and you know the programming of it all what is my authentic self wanting what is my authentic self want to feel in my heart and i'm still trying to understand you know what feels good versus what i want to feel good if that makes sense those are totally two different things and i real i get those most lessons the most i get the most lessons through that with love which oh, it frustrates me it frustrates the shit out of me but um i've read a couple of things that told me in multiple ways that my biggest challenge is love or my biggest challenge in my lifetime is going to be with love and I'm like what the hell why but why though but why but (laughs) um I do feel like that is one of my biggest main traumas that's within my DNA too just learning how to love properly and healthy um so yeah um Then something else, of course, basically this whole episode is about what I thought like under what's underlined in the book. I'm going to reread it in my thoughts. (laughs) What I think y'all should know, what I think y'all should not know, you know, shit like that, my opinions. But anyway, back to what I was saying, the infusion is spiritual in nature and may show up looking pretty weird on the physical level. Yes spiritual nature showing up in the physical world it can be fucking crazy because you're like whoa like synchronicities um synchronicity synchronicities does not is not a thing it's an illusion because what's already made to happen is already going to happen and that was the biggest thing that i had to learn not the i'm not gonna say the biggest but it was one of the biggest connections between physical and spiritual that taught me a lot understanding that what's made to happen will happen for you when you are ready if you're not ready for that you will not get it and it's like dang And that just because you don't have it right now doesn't mean that you won't ever receive it. Your name is already on that thing. And I noticed that when I started manifesting a lot of the things that I have in my life right now. And I just, you know, here's the tip with manifesting. You always put it out there for a certain amount of time and let the shit work however long it needs to work. Okay? Because when you're always... Thinking, oh my God, do I have it? Or when would I have it? Oh my God, da, da, da. when you're so anxious of trying to receive it, you never enjoy the process, and that's what we miss, and that's what human beings mess up the most with is the process. There is a process to everything. There is a process to getting a car. There's a process to unlocking your phone. There is a process to getting a phone. You know, shit like that, etc. Right. So the process in the manifestation is being patient with the process. Long story short, I've manifested everything I've had in my life, whether it was good or bad. And I have every right to feel the way I feel because I put it there. I put it in my life. And that's why it can be weird because you're like, damn, I should have said this differently. But it is what it is. You know, I should have. I could have. I would have. No. There's no, there's the past tense should never exist when it comes to your life in certain things. It's more of what can I do now about it? How should I do now about it? How should I do now? How should I go about it right now? Um, You know, things of that. Worrying about the now. And I highly recommend The Power of the Now by Eckhart. Something I forgot the name of his last name. I forgot his last name. But the other thing that stood out to me is people will not always be happy with you. And this is when it comes to she was talking about the spiritual willingness doing or saying anything your spirit tells you to do. Oh, so prime example. My friend Um was mad at me or she she said she wasn't mad. I think she was mad because she she didn't say she was yelling at me. But long story short, this was over text. So this was never an in-person conversation. And I feel a lot of things got miscommunicated. And she brought up a time I did something for another group of friends that I have versus them. And she took it as you treat those group of friends better than us. Or me, whatever the case may be, right? And I'm just like, why would I do that? And I'm referring it to as people will not always be happy with you because in my head I'm like, you don't know what these group of friends do for me because y'all are not them. Or you are not them. They do something else for me different than y'all do. Just like I do something different for you than the other person in the friend group or your other friends. I have never, ever thought, well, you treat this person better than me. You, of course, you're supposed to treat me different because I'm not them. I will be me. And I go about shit differently with different people because different people bring out certain sides of me. Right? Ain't that... Not everybody get all of me. Not one person has ever got all of me, but me. I'm the only person that's going to get all of me. My mom doesn't even get all of me because she has not experienced, or she should not experience certain sides of me because only certain personalities or certain characteristic traits are supposed to come out within certain times. So long story short, she wasn't happy with me because I did certain things differently than I did with her. Or with the friend group. Whatever you want to call it. And me being who I am. I'm going to make decisions that's best for me. If I wanted to give or do something differently with this different type of friend group. Than with this friend group. Then I'm going to do it. You know. And I'm sorry you feel that way. And I'm going to do my best to try to show as much love that I been giving plus more but it's never going to be the same because y'all are not them you know and I don't know if she understands that and I don't know if she ever wants to understand that all in all the main point of the story is people are not going to always agree with your choices just like it's saying people are not always going to be happy with you simple when you're spiritually inclined when you're spiritually connected people are not going to always agree with you and I learned that the hard way not even with just that story but with other different types of things I've lost talking to my grandmother because I thought differently than her because I'm spiritually lighter than her (laughs) let's be real here the older generation doesn't get what we get, what the new revolution gets, what our new revolution gets. And, you know, they will never understand certain things because they're unwillingly, they're unwillingly to do it. You know, they just choose to stay in that. But anyway, I've been talking for 45 fucking minutes. So with that being said, we're going to have a part two because this ends off at fifty. So with that being said, stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to Melanin Teen Therapy and we'll get back with you soon. What's goody? What's goody, y'all? We're back with part two of part one of Willingness. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode because I'm sleepy. Um, okay. So, mm, where was I at? Oh, yeah. People people will not be happy for you people are going to be who they are oh well move on anyways so um just a little quote if you are feeling like you know where does it start when it comes to your journey and who should you dedicate your journey to who do you dedicate your life to dedicate that shit to yourself point big period at the end of the day you go home to yourself at the end of the night you have to be okay with certain choices you have to be okay with certain feelings you have to be okay with just you being you and if you're not okay with you being authentically you then you really should wake the fuck up wake up and ask yourself what am I doing to make myself feel this way how can I change that and you know, I'm not saying certain mental mental illnesses aren't ever going to be changed. You know, but it needs to. Shit just needs to change. Not everything is permanent. People can heal. And you only have to owe that to yourself. All right, so... Willingness does not mean that people will agree with you or that things will always go the way you think or feel they should. On the other hand, willingness leads to cooperation. Corporation demonstrates a willingness to move beyond your way of thinking. When even one person in a situation is willing and able to let go, tension is relieved. Where there is no tension, there is peace. Peace is the energy of the divine. Hmm. And it sure is. Y'all, I, I'm i so at peace with life, y'all. Like, I don't even have bad days anymore. Like, quote-unquote, bad days. I have low days. Like, mm, like I'm not really feeling myself. The energy just weird, you know. But I've never had, like, a, oh, my God, my day is going horribly. Nothing is going my way. Like, I don't think like that anymore. And it, I haven't thought like that since a year and a half now like it's been a good year and a half of me not complaining about certain shit or just me complaining period like i always just stay grateful and stay in my gratitude because at the end of the day i'm just grateful to experience what i'm experiencing whether it's good or the opposite you know at the end of the day i just want peace at the end of the day i just want comfort uh comfortability I don't even know if I said that right. Comfortability. At the end of the day, I just want to be okay with my decisions. Be okay with my feelings. Be okay with my thinking. You know, and I, will, every day I wake up and I go outside and take my little walk, my little stroll, and just talk to God. Because God can only judge me. God can only bring me peace. And God is through me. And who can bring me peace? Like I said, God. But like if I say God is through me, then who's bringing me peace? Me. Nobody else can do that for you. You have to be the person to wake up and choose peace. Not somebody that's laying next to you. Not somebody that's in your phone. Not somebody that you're thinking about. None of that bullshit. At the end of the day, you bring yourself peace. At the end of the day, you bring yourself the energy. To get up and do that shit for you. Because you what? You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to be at peace. Not to your mama, not to your daddy, not to your grandma, not to none of that, none of them. It's you at the end of the day. Willingness does not make your life easier. What it will do, however, is make it easier for you to move through every experience that may confront you in life. And that is so fucking true a prime example is with my car the willingness to be patient and if I was not patient I had just got my keys to my bitch today to my snow my snow bunny I got her today and I was willing to be patient enough through the process of on and off her messing up her not turning on her turning off her getting hot her being cold whatever bro. like i've been through it all with this lady <laughs> for a good year and no, oh shit two years for real like since 20 i got her 2020 and it's been two years and i have never drove my snow bunny in a year straight because she kept fucking with me <laughs> now nah, honest, she was just sick like she's an old car and she wasn't being taken care of properly so we had to get her right So, that shit is hard. That shit was so hard. Having to work with my family. Having shit. I had to be okay with asking for help. And me being who I was. Not who I am because who I was. Like, I did not like asking for help. I did not like asking, like questions I did not like asking my parents to do anything or just to help me period like I always wanted to get it on my own because I always been told ever since I was little that I was spoiled I always wanted when I wanted things you know and it just made it seem like it was a bad thing so it shifted my thinking like all right I'm gonna just get it on my own and get it out the mud because then y'all can't say certain shit y'all can't throw that shit back in my face and I don't think they ever realized that they ever I don't think they realized they threw certain things in my face and it made me feel bad for it it made me feel bad for asking for certain things it made me feel bad asking a ride to my friend's house it made me feel bad asking for money if you don't have it you didn't have to give it to me but as you being a parent you wanted to do it to look like the good person, but then you throw it back in my face, be, knowing that you didn't have the money anyway. So it was like, what was the point of doing that? So the older I got, the more I had to open my mouth to get the things that I needed. Right. If I really needed, it, especially me being a, I keep forgetting that I'm a student. But me knowing that I go to school for free, I don't ask for shit because it's like I don't need anything because I go to school for free, you know. So anyway, long story short, y'all. Being at peace makes your life easier. Yes, it does. But you still have to be willing to want to make your life easier. Peace doesn't just work for you. You have to work for the peace simple having courage to speak your mind and tell the truth from a position of love rather than anger or fear being open to accept the views of others Ooh, yes without um feeling threatened or defeated Mm. relinquishing the ego's need to be in control by demonstrating the willingness to do whatever it takes to establish peace of all these types of willingness lead to growth all these types of willingness lead to growth. All in all, and like I said, without my car, it wouldn't—I wouldn't have learned to grow into patience, perseverance, adversity, shit, diversity, <laughs> communication, uh, love. A lot, honestly, it helped me grow into the woman that I am today. Um. And when you grow mental agility, spiritual fortitude, and divine stamina, you you just look at life differently. You look at shit as if everything's going to work out for you no matter what because you know how the divine works. And I'll tell you what, that takes some time. It does not take a year. It does not take, a oh, month. Shit, it may take a year. It may take a month, but... You know, you have to be willing to stay open to those things. Um, but let's be real here. Time does not exist. A timeline does not exist. So all these people talking about some, well, by 30, by 30, you could still be in the same position and you have to be OK with that. I see a lot of people in my generation saying I'm not happy or I'm not even not even said I'm not where I want to be in life yo you are only 20 and i feel like a lot of people say that that you know you're not where i'm not where i want to be is because they compare themselves to other people they're either comparing themselves they're not fully being honest with themselves they're not being fully aware of the decisions they make and when you down yourself to the point where you're like damn I thought by twenty I would have a house or an apartment I would live by myself, a car. first of all the americ America makes you feel like you're not shit when you're graduate when you graduate high school. Shit when you're in high school the americ- America makes you feel like shit, regardless if you don't have certain things, and I wish America would just get that shit up like, oh my gosh. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, like, then you know. But if you don't, like, the society that we live in makes you feel like shit if you don't have a certain credit score, if you don't have a vehicle, if you don't have a roof over your head, if you don't make a certain income to get certain shit. Like, though so many ways to make you feel like shit oh my gosh it is sad it's really fucking sad and america is one of america is the reason why we have the shit, the shit that we have now that's really negative the mental illnesses the emotional unstab instability the mental incapacity to just think properly and logically and you know it's just a lot like that's the whole thing in itself, to be honest. But when you grow, when you take the time to grow out of your 15 or 20 or 40 years of living, then shit becomes at ease. And I have I've been so at ease with life. Like I can tell the difference six years ago versus now. I I don't even I don't look the same. <laughs> That's how I know I don't look the same. So anyway, when you are willing to give up your thoughts to divine, to divine mind, you receive divine guidance. This guidance enables you to elevate your feelings to a divine nature, the nature of love, openness and peace. I'm still trying to understand love. I know I love myself, but when it comes to other people, it's very it's very black and white. And I say that because like I said. Certain certain shit I was programmed to learn. Certain things I was programmed. To listen to. Like I'm learning how to get out of that programming. I'm learning how to. Understand what authentic. And unconditional love is. And the most unconditional love. Is with God. And. When I tell you. Once I brought back God in my life, it's a different weight that comes off of your shoulders or it's a new weight that comes off your shoulders or off your chest. You don't feel like you're holding a lot of weight on you anymore because the divine, like I said, is connected to God. Um, When you know you're connected to yourself and the God, the light being within you you worry less you worry less about finances you worry less about the next step you worry less about shit anything because you just know you're going to be okay regardless and you and you just you trust you trust yourself and you trust the divine you trust the love and the openness and the peace you trust every thing that brings you at a stability and a comfortability comfortability of Just understanding and the willingness. So then willingness is an attractive declaration that life is a game. It is your move. It's like chess. Be willing to be wrong. Be willing to walk the extra mile. Be willing to fall down, get up and fall again. Knowing that divine counsel is only a moment of stillness away. Of all the spiritual principles that takes us into moments of grace, willingness is one that teaches us that when we are willing to give up everything we have, the divine will replace it with 10 times more. And I am a living testimony of that. I have lived through that shit. Personally, I did not know how I was going to pay for school. If anything, I was going to drop out because I could not pay for school. And I told my mom and myself and my dad, my family, I am not taking out loans. Why would I fuck myself up even more? Because for something I don't even want to do. <laughs> like, let's be real here. Y'all want me to be on this timeline of go to school early because yeah, 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 yeah. understandable. I don't want to be in my 30s talking about some damn I got to go to school I got to get a degree for this. You know, shit just sits back longer, whatever. I understand. So, I took it upon myself to kept, to keep manifesting, to keep keeping it in faith like somehow some way I'm going to go to school for free. Somehow, some way I'm going to go to school for free. Being patient with myself being doing a certain research that I needed to do. Let me tell you something. The amount of faith you have to put in into something so big at some at a young age really humbled me. And once I found out that I w- I had a negative balance i said what the fuck (laughs) what the fuck what the flipping frick man i would never in my imagine i would never imagine i have never thought that it would be like that like honestly to be honest i thought my parents gonna help me pay for school but they said, girl you got it on your own fast forgot it (laughs) and Shit, they spoke that shit into existence, too, because they do. They're paying for my school. I'm not paying for that shit. Um, so, yeah. The divine will replace something. Or replace what you're wanting to be replaced ten times more than what it is. So here's some affirmations that I want to say. Some things uh, that i want you to remember i am willing to be still i am willing to trust the divine presence within me i am willing to trust the divine in the stillness of my thoughts i am willing to trust the divine with the secrets of my heart i am willing to trust the divine with the essence of my life force my spirit i am willing to hear the voice of the divine i am willing to know the will of the divine I am willing to surrender myself to the presence of the divine. I know that the divine force of life cares for me, speaks to me, loves me, and protects me. For this I am so grateful, and so it is. Remember, thy will, not my will be done. I will to will thy will. The will of the divine is my salvation. To be willing is to be courageous. This is melanin teen therapy and you have a good rest of your nice day or evening.